Wheeling Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Welcome to episode 304. Can online training help you become a better pilot? To discuss this with me today is Gavin Leak of pilotproficient.com. Gavin has many years of experience flying both 91 and part 135. Also joining me is Tom Frick. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. It's great to see you all. Hey, Carl. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Gavin, this is awesome having you on board here. Let's do the pre-flight. Before we talk about training uh, and, and the things that it can do for us and is it good for you, uh, I think one of the things we need to really talk about is the fact that we want to keep moving forward in, in our lives as aviators. And, and this online training is just one more tool. And that's what I always tell people. Online training is just one more tool. And some of those tools that help us keep moving are, uh, are those things that actually help us pay for our aviation and our aviation training. As a matter of fact, this episode today is actually sponsored by uh, aviatorsclinic.com. It's flight medicine for pilots by pilots. And you can use a coupon code aviatorsclinic to get a free scholarships guide. Uh, whether you're a student pilot preparing to solo, or a veteran crop duster, their goal is to get you into the air and keep you flying. Aviators Clinic understands how nerve-wracking doctor's exams can be. Their goal is to make the process as easy and painless as possible. Aviators Clinic provides first, second, third class flight physicals, as well as basic med. And for those with color vision issues, they have an Optic 900. It's an FAA-approved alternate color vision test. And by the way, flight physicals are free of charge for student pilots 17 years and younger. Aviators Clinic has two convenient locations in Naples, Florida, and also Pompano Beach, Florida. So book your appointment today at aviatorsclinic.com. If you want to get one of those scholarships guides, we really appreciate them sponsoring us here. Uh, you can go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships and use that coupon code aviatorsclinic. Thanks again to aviatorsclinic.com for sponsoring this podcast. Now entering cruise flight. Well, again, Tom is here joining me with, uh, with Gavin Leak, and uh, we are really excited to talk about online training because online training is an incredible tool to use in your training and also to help you move forward in your, your whole training and your flying life in general. But uh, first, before we start, Gavin, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, online training and, and what, is, what do we really mean by that? What, what is online training? Sure. Well, um, when we talk about online training in the aviation space, as we all know, there's kind of different levels to flight training. There's certificates and ratings uh, and endorsements, <clears throat> depending on what your goals are. So a huge, a huge portion of flight training at any level, whether it's the private pilot level up through ATP, is the ground knowledge. And while a lot can be done, one-on-one -on -one with a flight instructor, uh, certainly at the higher levels of aviation, so much of it comes from the applicant, from the student, sort of taking care of some of their own training needs and study on their own. Basically, 
an instructor can spoon feed a certain amount of information, um, but really the impetus has to come from the pilot doing the training. Uh, and that's some of the areas where online training can help. So a person, a pilot, an applicant can sort of take the onus on themselves to begin developing their skills towards an endorsement, a certificate, a rating, uh, kind of on their own. So as long as it's a properly structured program that's taught by, you know, an appropriately rated person or organization, you can really make a lot of headway that way, kind of on your own time. So online training really has changed so much over the years. And uh, boy, I tell you, I, I've really, I've used it for quite some time. And, and there's many different ways to, in my view, uh, to even define online training. I mean, even going to YouTube and learning is, is one form of online training, as long as you, you know, you have to vet the person that sure. you listen to, obviously. Uh, but in, in your experience, you know, what have you seen as far as the evolution of, of online training and where it's gone in, say, the past 10 years? One of the biggest changes is kind of the interface between the student, the learner, and the material. You know, some of the earliest online courses I remember taking, uh, especially for aviation, where basically you go on, you pay your money, and you read some PDFs that were prepared by the, the uh, course maker. And then at the end, you take a quiz. And at the end of that, you get a nice certificate if you, if you score well on the quizzes. And that's all well and good. Um, you know, but now you look at the modern online training providers and, you know, there are instrument panels where you can click uh, a switch and move it and see the functionality through the system in real time. Uh, and there's in-flight video and there's narrations and uh, it's such a more interactive learning process, you know, uh, starting out, uh, at least as far as my experience, um, it really wasn't a very engaging process and that's come a long way, uh, you know, for, for our company and for the other providers, for sure. You know, it's, it's a, night and day. It's become something that has evolved into not just a visual reading, uh, but also kinesthetic touching. Uh, it's, it's amazing that what you just said, I mean, people can interact, and that's something that has really changed things tremendously. And by the way, I'm not taking anything away from those courses that have those things that you read, because there is a place for that. I think they're in and for preparing for exams, et cetera. There's, I think there's a place for everything in online training, sure. and that's something you have done. I think with your 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 website and and just to also, I guess we should talk about that pilotproficient.com. Uh, what is it that is on that website as far as training? Is it that is that video or is that 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 uh, PDF downloads or is it a combination? We we've got uh, kind of a wide breadth of uh, presentation styles. Um, depending on the course. So we've got courses to cover a wide variety of topics and some are more kind of a uh, audio video presentation with quizzes at the end. The others are some interactive. Uh, there are portions that are interactive, for example, an instrument panel um, where you can click on a specific area or control and see a caption or a video of that control and what it does. Um, so for example, our RVSM course, uh, that's a pretty basic presentation. It's still audio video, uh, but it's not really an immersive kind of experience. It's really information that's presented in a straightforward manner uh, to cover the requirements of the FAA guidance. Uh, and then there are quizzes at the end and a certificate of completion. 
Um, but some of the more uh, aircraft systems based courses are a little bit more interactive, let's say. And then uh, the majority of the courses feature in-flight video that's narrated for specific subject areas or maneuvers or aircraft systems. So in these online courses uh, that you provide and also that many others provide, you know, how do you feel that those courses have impacted like our, the learners, like both um, maybe from a financial standpoint first and then possibly talk about, say, some types of efficiencies that are built into that? From a financial aspect, some of the online training can really make a difference in that way. One example I think of is uh, our company and some other companies provide basically the ground portion of a flight review. And the learner can go and take the uh, entire flight, flight review course uh, for a minimum, a minimal amount of money, I should say. Uh, and it's a couple hours of content covering all the basic requirements. And they can go into their flight review with a flight instructor very well prepared. Now, the idea, of course, is never to replace time with a flight instructor. That's not the, that's not the goal. But the requirements can be covered generally for less than it would cost to spend one hour with a flight instructor at their normal rate. So uh, in that way, somebody who's due for a flight review, for example, or just needs a refresher, can go and take care of that ground requirement for quite a bit less than sitting one-on-one with a flight instructor. Now, they'll still go and meet with a flight instructor to make sure that specific areas are covered and stuff like that. Uh, But they can go in much more prepared so that they're not reviewing extra with a flight instructor one-on-one, you know, unnecessarily. And the same can be true with some other aircraft-specific courses. Uh, being a flight instructor, uh, and, and what you're describing is something that I've used before with the WINGS program. So uh, uh, a learner, is what the FAA calls them now, will go into the WINGS program. They can do the requirements needed for the ground portion of a flight review. And then when they bring that to me, it also has what is required of them for the um, flight portion of that. I can go back in and validify that in inside of um, the WINGS program itself and um, it, that's what makes it all copacetic. How, how does yours connect to that? I guess is what my question is. Some of our courses are multi-engine ground school, for example, uh, qualifies for WINGS credit. Uh, and the same should be true soon of the flight review course. Basically, I just, uh, to be quite honest, I dropped the ball on submitting the application to be approved for WINGS credit for the flight review course for the first you know, couple of years, quite honestly. So uh, that's submitted, and presumably uh, learners will soon be able to earn WINGS credit for that course as well. Because it's a super useful tool uh, to keep track of ongoing kind of continuing education. You talked about flight review course, and this is something that is is certification or continued certification, you know, currency, recency of experience. But there's there's a whole bunch of other really cool stuff out there. You know, obviously we have courses on how to get your private instrument. I I feel for me personally, I buy a lot of online courses, and a lot of time, I, I guess the best word is uh, single subject. Uh, what's another word? Familiarization, I guess. Courses. Um, how yeah. do you how do you feel? I mean, I'm, from my personal experience, I think it's been a great impact on my life. Uh, how about you? And are there products that you actually have that help people with familiarization and say the landing gear? I don't know, as an example. Yeah, we definitely do. And when we were 
uh, at the beginning of this sort of business, I kind of looked at all the all the players in the industry and in the online aviation space. When you look at the big players for a private pilot ground school, for example, man, I mean, the guys that are out there do such a great job and it's so immersive and comprehensive. You know, it almost doesn't make sense to kind of play in that sandbox. Uh, but what I found there was a lack of, and the, the reason for the start of this business basically, is kind of very specific single subject courses. You know, at the time, I think I was looking at uh, a multi-engine ground school was the first one. And that's, again, towards a, a certificate or rating. But on the other side, the familiarization side, we offer courses on specific avionics systems. So, for example, the Rockwell Collins Proline Fusion. We offer a familiarization course for those avionics. And what it does is allow the learner to get familiarized and to become competent in the system sort of before they go to a formal training event or, you know, for example, if they're going to have the opportunity to sit right seat in an airplane with those avionics. Now, they won't become an expert from, you know, taking our course, but that's not the intent. Basically, they're going to know the pathways and streets and avenues to get to the functions that they want uh, after taking the course. And that's a huge leg up, you know, as opposed to just going into an airplane or an avionics system kind of cold. So uh, we picked out a few specific areas uh, to do that with where it's really just making the person familiar with the system. So they're not going in cold. They have kind of a background knowledge. Uh, to get them started. That's awesome. You know, one thing I found with those online courses that are very specific, like you're talking about with any of the avionics, et cetera, is that many times the course actually creates questions, you know, for the individuals. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I find that it is important to be able to ask those questions. A lot of times, what do we do? We go online to the forums, et cetera. Um, how about you? How, about you, how do you... How do you manage that? I mean, at, at the end of the course, uh, there may even be a question you didn't even think of asking in this. Uh, how is that managed through this courseware? We obviously always welcome questions on the course material. And a couple of times, folks have asked questions that I certainly didn't know the answer to. So it was a good tool for me to kind of have to go back and uh, up my game a little bit, uh, both personally and, and for the course and for the site. So we always have a direct line of communication. We have follow-up emails with all, all our learners, basically. Make sure the course did what it's supposed to do, first off, and to see if there's any new questions. And then when those come in and they're new and pertinent, then I just simply make sure we, we integrate them into the next version of that course so that they're kind of evolving as, as time goes by. And certainly, you know, if anybody ever finds an error or something that doesn't make sense, you know, I want to nip that in the bud right away because in aviation, uh, we just can't have it. <laughs> you can't say it if it's not right. You know, I love what you said, though. It's always evolving. Uh, you know, I, I instruct and, and Tom instructs and uh, courseware is never ending the changes in courseware. I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And people always ask me that. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, airplane's an airplane. I said, no, it, it's there's different ways of teaching it. <laughs> and not only that, things have changed over the years. And so not only does your courseware have to evolve based sure. on things that maybe uh, need to be updated uh, because they may have uh, you know actually kind of gotten too old, but you also need to correct things and then move forward from there. So the same course you're offering today is not going to be the same as tomorrow. And uh, and that's the neat thing. So the concern that I, ha I would have as a learner 
is how do I keep up with that without having to spend tons of money because I'm going to have to buy all these courses all the time? What would your be your advice be to someone who has that concern? Yeah, it's obviously uh, uh, it's an area of concern. Um, you know, basically the best we can do as a training provider is make sure that the courses we provide are up to date uh, at the current time uh, based on the guidance that we have from uh, from the FAA. Uh, and generally, we have uh, a long period of access to the courses and we send out an email whenever there's an update. So basically, when you take one of the courses, you get put on the email list. And if there's a necessary update to the course, Everyone that's taken it gets notified, and we generally just include that next segment or you know any updates for free, so that uh, everybody can kind of stay stay on the leading edge of whatever it is. On that same topic, you know, if someone is online and they're a learner trying to you know find the right courses and all, can be a little bit daunting. Um, so how? Mm. Like, what advice do you give to somebody who's trying to figure out, I'm on a, a specific budget and I'm online, you know, how do I make the most, the best use of my money, but also of my time? Because there's just so much out there. It's a modern problem, right? Everyone is short on time and no one wants to spend any more money than they have to. And I'm certainly no different uh, in that regard. Um, so I would say some of the top things to look for, for an online training provider, you want to make sure that they're a legitimate entity because there's a pretty low barrier to entry um, realistically to putting things out on the internet, right? We all know that there's plenty of stuff that not uh, turns out not true on the internet, I've found. But uh, uh, making sure that the principles of the company are legitimate, you know, um, and certainly a lot of a lot of legitimate course providers have a review process in place. You know, we have user reviews, just like an Amazon or an eBay or something like that, where you can go and look at the courses uh, and determine, you know, whether the customers are happy with with the results that they got. Um, so we have enough uh, positive reviews, uh, I think, to present, you know, as a, a pretty legitimate operation. And I think that's important, not just for our site, but for any. Uh, there should be no, no question as to whether... Uh, the learners are getting what they need out of the course because most of the time uh, the requirements are pretty well clearly laid out, you know, so if the learners are not getting what they need, then, you know, that's a pretty sure sign uh, that that might not be the place to go. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think the online reviews have helped so much for people to figure out, you know, what's the best thing, best route to go. Uh, one caution, though, like you said, online is some people just won't be happy uh, no matter what. I mean, you, uh, you know, I hate to say sure. it, you know, that you may not be liked by somebody, doesn't that one person. And and when you're, as a person who's a learner and you're review, you're looking at somebody, just remember that we're all different, you know, and some person might like that one instructor, but they might dislike that instructor. So it's like anything else. You have to really maybe give it a chance. And I, I think one of the best ways to do that is to look at some of the online videos and courses. And sometimes these courses, you can like look at the first chapter for free. Um, I just wonder, what do you think about that comment I made? Is that a, a good way to go for a student or a learner? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, keeping an open mind. Uh, I know personally, over the years, we've had a couple of... Uh, you know, the majority of reviews are very good. We had a couple ones that were not so good. Uh, and I used to take that quite personally. 
you know, it, it feels like a personal attack on me, you know, but when I look back, <laughs> when I look back at what really the issue was, it turns out that either there's nothing I could do, meaning it's something like the narrator speaks too slowly and I don't like his voice. Like, well, <laughs> I can, I can only affect that to some degree. Uh, or if there was a legitimate problem with the course, well, that's simple enough. I simply fix that, you know, uh, and move forward. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sort of takes all kinds. Uh, so just like in one-on-one flight training, some personalities mesh very well and you build a nice relationship and everything goes smoothly and some just do not. And, you know, there's no difference in the, the online space in that, in that regard. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't. Um, you know, so hopefully you have some, some options, a refund option. If truly the course won't work for you, uh, you know, it's pretty standard to have a, a solid refund policy in place. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. And one thing that I think uh, that you said is really important is that's what's wonderful about the internet is that if you don't jive with somebody, there's there's somebody else out there that, and you can always find somebody that's that will you can connect with that that you can actually personally connect with. What I think is is so cool. Uh, but I always tell people, you know, give it a shot. Somebody may sure. sound really boring uh, and may not. And I'm not saying your courses are like this, obviously, but but their information is good. <laughs> are so we talking it, about me directly? No, no, no. <laughs> obviously not. But I, I mean, that's just the, some people may feel that one person is boring and another person is not. Whatever. But but you just got to look at the information that yeah. you're getting, and I think that's incredibly important. Uh, it is neat to have. A course online that gives you a lot of information also is entertaining, and the person is is relaying information in a way that that kind of keeps you awake throughout the whole event. Uh, the other really cool thing about sure. online learning to me is I can hit the pause button, go get a cup of coffee, and come back and, and start start doing my training absolutely one more time. Um, but that that whole looking online at some of these courses, uh, the prices really do vary a lot, um, and there's some that you can purchase like i think individually and then so you do uh you know month to month uh, what are your suggestions there as far as uh online courses do you lo- usually look for those courses that are monthly or just a, a straight up purchase most of the time for my purposes i look for a single single use course because i'm looking at a specific subject area most of the time kind of i know what i want to get out of it sort of the end result of the learning um, and then I want to kind of take that information in, achieve the goal and kind of move on. But it certainly depends on the goal. You know, I know there are some training providers that have kind of a, for example, a private pilot course, uh, that's a monthly type subscription. And then you can sort of graduate through the ratings as you go. And that can be a good option for kind of a long-term arrangement, you know, so obviously, a a certificate or rating can often be kind of a long-term proposition. You know, we'd all love to get everything done in, you know, a couple of months or whatever, but realistically, uh, if you're working on your private pilot and you have a job and a family and, you know, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't go as quickly as we'd like. So I think then a monthly subscription model can, uh, can be a better value. And there's a lot of good information out there. I think on that monthly going back to that, I think that, I feel that it fits well into that getting ready for your check ride, getting ready for that whatever uh, next rating is or whatever the uh, uh, say you have a type rating, whatever next training event is coming up. I think the monthly subscription kind of yeah kind of works into that space. I, I'm wondering what you think there. Absolutely, if you kind of have your have your goal 
set and something that, that would uh, you'd be working on on a consistent basis, you know, then certainly the monthly subscription works works there as well. So there's kind of room for every every option, kind of everything in between, you know, a month to month or a one time or kind of a yearly model. So kind of whatever, whatever fits the learner's budget and goal. Um, you know, for us, we focused mainly on the, the one-time courses because they're so kind of uh, niche, if you will, for the most part, kind of specific subject areas that you can uh, take care of the training in a day or a couple of days, you know, but kind of the broader subject areas, I think uh, a monthly subscription probably makes more sense. You talk about training and learners and stuff like that and this online training, but you obviously got your start somewhere instructing. Uh, I'm kind of curious, sure. you know, how long you've been doing the instructing and, and, you know, a lot of folks wouldn't think of ever getting past instructing until they've got enough hours to move on to whatever job they want. I think it's great that you're continuing to teach, but how did you get started? I started instructing probably in, uh, well, it was in the fall of 2005 as I finished up college and, uh, really have always been a current CFI since then, even though my kind of flying duties have evolved a little bit. Uh, but I certainly keep my CFI certificate current and I still love instructing. That's the how many years I've been at it. And the subject areas and focus have certainly uh, changed over time, you know, from a lot of primary students to instrument ratings and commercials and multi-engines. Um, and then now I instruct on the part 135 side of things as well. So basically I've always been an active instructor and I never really wanted to, never really wanted to change that. I always enjoyed the instructing because you build a relationship with someone and you kind of, uh, for all the reasons you guys know, I mean, you can see them develop and really sort of get it, you know, and those little moments kind of keep you, keep you gratified as a CFI, I think. With that said, is there a difference You've seen in the primary students and the 135 that you're doing here. In 135, you have some very experienced pilots. But you know what? Maybe what are the differences and, and maybe what are the similarities to, say, some brand new pilot? It's funny. At the primary level and the full professional level, you sort of see the whole gamut of pilots and applicants, I guess, learners, you would say, from the guy that shows up to his second lesson for his private pilot uh, with a nice spiral-bound notebook full of questions that he wrote up. He studied everything you told him to, and a little bit you didn't even mention. But he's got all his questions in a row. Uh, to the guy that rolls in and says, oh, what are we doing today? Uh, you know, and the the idea is hopefully you see a little bit less of the unprepared as you move up the ranks in aviation, but there's still, there's still some of each. So the guys and ladies that uh, will succeed, in my experience, are the ones that, show up prepared that simply took the time to look at the material that we discussed uh, and maybe the guidance and the actual regs for the training event or the check ride that we're going to undertake. And they simply have put in the preparation time. I mean, there's no secrets in aviation. I always, I always say there's no, there's no secrets about a check ride. It's all written out <laughs> what the requirements are at every single level. So whether you're going to solo or whether you're doing your private pilot check ride, or you're going to take an ATP check ride along with a type rating in the sim. The guidance is you know, it's readily available. So the folks that take the time to ask the pertinent questions ahead of time uh, to actually read the guidance material or the regs, um, man, I mean, those are the folks that 
that do the best. And that seems to apply at every every single level, as far as I can tell, anyway. That was very well said. I think that was some great advice, uh, Gavin. I think the, that anybody listening, just take that chunk of advice and play that over and over and over again. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, obviously you've been instructing for a while and, you, and you've seen a lot of successful check rides. Uh, and for those listening, again, we're, we're talking to Gavin Leak from pilotproficient.com. Uh, some really interesting courses, single subject courses out there. Uh, list a couple of those courses that are out there, maybe some of the things that are new that uh, – the people that are interested in learning can find. Sure. Yeah, we have um, everything from a flight review course, which covers the required uh, ground instruction for a flight review. Uh, we've got a high altitude endorsement course, which covers the required ground to earn a high altitude endorsement. Uh, we've just launched a Cessna 172 familiarization course. And that's basically uh, kind of a starter course to get familiarized with the 172 kind of one of the most popular training aircraft in the world. And we basically use two example models, the November model and the Sierra model, to kind of cover most of the 172 fleet. So uh, you can kind of get familiarized, get started uh, on your training journey if you're going to be checked out or do your training in a 172. Um, and then we have a couple avionics-specific courses, one for the G500, G600 system from Garmin, uh, and the ProLine Fusion familiarization course as well. So I'm sure there's some I'm forgetting. We're uh, adding courses as, as often as we can, although it's a, a long process. And you can find that at pilotproficient.com and check out the, the videos and things that they have there. You know, uh, Gavin, not to put you on the spot, I'll, I'll start first, but one of the things, uh, we don't have our picks of the week uh, in this episode but uh, because it's an interview show, but one thing I would like to talk about is our own success stories and uh, for everybody here as far as online training is concerned. And and I will, I'll, I'll start off to, to make it easier. As far as my own online success story, uh, it has to do primarily with an, an engine. Uh, it was actually a jet engine. I was trying to figure out how it actually works. Well, I went online and found this, this course that was very short, actually. But, but when I actually saw the first picture and saw the first flow of, of actually air through the jet engine, combining with fuel, and then being ignited, and, and just going out the back of the engine, it was like that, that picture there just sold me. And not only that, it drew me in. So all of a sudden, not only did it, did it explain in my head, I was like, wow, I'm, I guess I'm a visual learner. I, I also learned so much more, and I was able to go back and keep watching it over and over and over again. I was like, ah, I get it now. And, and now I, I really appreciate those online courses. And it was so short, but it, I, it's funny because I still remember it. That helped me when I transitioned into trying to figure out how to fly a, a turbine aircraft. Uh, so, uh, mm -hmm. so how about you, Gavin? Do you have a, a, an online success story yourself? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I have kind of a similar story. It was in the, uh, geez, I think it'd be 2014 or 15, somewhere around there. Um, kind of as I was first starting to get into the, uh, the King Air flying, uh, I think it was the pressurization system for me where basically it, I had flown pressurized airplanes and was pretty familiar with that sort of thing, but not really pressurization systems based on bleed air. So a King Air has a flow control unit and some other components that are, that are key to that system. Uh, and really a similar story where basically the online training materials that I was taking had a really nice depiction that was different than that in the, uh, 
POH and the other training materials, and it just clicked. And sometimes that's all it really takes is just the right picture or the right description, uh, a little animation, and all of a sudden it just sort of makes sense. And that kind of happened for me in that uh, in that moment. And we try to kind of create that whenever uh, whenever we can. You know, you never know which what it'll be, but uh, it sort of made it all fall into place for me. Sure beats the old PDF file, that's for sure. That 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 video exactly. Well, that's awesome. So, Tom, uh, how about you? What is one of your online success stories in your training? Oh yeah, I've I've been just loving this conversation because you know to put this in context, I did my private with compact discs. So the the you know it was <laughs> that's what that's where it started. You know, it was like popping discs into the computer, and then finally finding online courses to do this, and went through and you know did them all. Did my you know, my instrument, my commercial CFI, double I, MEI, you know, and, and did them all online. And the same thing as I was going through that journey, you know, um, the, the one the one success that I got out of it was the variable pitch prop, which was produced by our our very own host here. And I believe that video still is out there on in, in the interwebs today. You can look it, it up. When you look, at, look it up, it's still out there and people are still it's still getting hits. You know, because it is, it's a really good description. And that was a success. It was because I just couldn't get it. I just didn't understand oil pushing spring. It does a lever. You push the lever. It just wasn't making sense to me. And, you know, when I watched this video and the, and the pictures that come through it and the description that Carl gave of it, you know, that was definitely a success. Um, I continue to use this stuff. You know, I mean, like you guys have discussed today, there is just loads of information out out on the web out there and, and trying to find that perfect fit. I mean, I do my my uh, FERCs, so flight instructor refresher course. I do those every year. You know, I mean, I did my RBSM, the vertical reduced separation minimums. I did the, the CIFRA and the freeze training, you know, which is the special flight rules area and the flight restriction zone around Washington, D.C. and all that. And they're all available online and, and in different formats. So really, really good stuff. And, and you know, I, I have an appreciation for what you do with this stuff. And uh, thank you. It really is cool to see Gavin, what you do, and again, uh, you know, we appreciate it because you're actually, you know, passing on knowledge that you have to somebody, and and eventually, that course that you've made is going to resonate with one person, and that one person may take that advice, and it may help them be a safer pilot, may even some point maybe save their life, uh, and just think about you know, what the impact you've made on the community. So um, hats off to, to you and, and Tom and everybody else that's out there teaching, but especially the online courses like you've made that can continue to be an, have an impact on our lives as an instructor. So appreciate you, Gavin. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, everybody who instructs or uh, provides kind of aviation training can have an impact. And uh, like you say, you don't really know where or when it'll be, but uh, there's kind of no half measures in aviation. That's uh, the way I like to think of it. So basically uh, uh, it propagates and anything that's good for aviation is, is kind of good for all of us, I think. Absolutely. More pilots and more training and better pilots overall. So it's good for everybody. Absolutely, Gavin. So become a better pilot with online training and Gavin Leak. Gavin, is there any other uh, closing remarks you'd like to have before we close out here today? Yeah. Um, thank you again for having me on the show. I appreciate the time. Um, if it's okay, we do have a discount code for any of your uh, listeners if they do find a course that meets their needs. And that's uh, SMAC23. So Sierra, Mike, Alpha, Charlie, 23. I even remember the phonetic alphabet for this. It's, it's pretty good. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Smack23 at stuckmikeavcast.com. Check it out there. If you have any questions for Gavin, by the way, stuckmikeavcast at gmail.com or you can go to our contact page there. Uh, we will send those along to Gavin. Also, you can find him over at his website at pilotproficient.com. Pilotproficient.com is where you can find him there. So, again, Gavin, thanks so much for being here and thanks for all you do. And I uh, looked at the courses online, they're, they're really cool. And uh, video quality is awesome. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. And if you're listening right now and you're wondering what you can do to become a more proficient pilot online, it's really easy. Just go to Gavin's website there, and it's uh, pilotproficient.com, pilotproficient.com. There's so much out there that you can use to learn, and I really would encourage you uh, to after you're done with this podcast, you know, don't don't stop here with your aviation. Uh, keep moving forward. Go out there and try to find some of these courses, and and find it, one online that might resonate with you. You can review them. You can see them. It's 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 there's a whole bunch of them out there, and it's something that'll really help you with your aviation life and keep you safer out there flying. Also, do me a favor if you're looking to actually get a, a rating or you want to get a scholarship to help you move forward with like your instrument maybe get your seaplane rating there's a great way to do that that's through the scholarships guy that we have with our partner uh, and our sister podcast there aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships and they're sponsoring there's a sponsor of this episode it's called aviatorsclinic.com and that's flight medicine for pilots and by pilots and use a coupon code they have a thing called aviators clinic it's a coupon code get your free scholarships guide uh, just like that discount code we talked about here with the pilotproficient.com website Smack 23, S-M-A-C 23. I appreciate everybody listening today. Thanks so much. We're going to get back to doing our regular episodes now that we are back online. And and, uh, and also, thanks so much to everybody that has stuck with us through uh, some of the challenges we've had in the past. Uh, we're going to be back to doing this uh, twice a month on the 1st and the 15th. And uh, make sure you get out there, do something that you think would help you in your aviation life and help you become a better pilot also become a safer pilot. Most importantly, fly safe and have fun. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe line out there. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.